First Samuel 9:20. But as for your donkeys that were lost three days ago, this is Samuel saying to Saul, do not be anxious about them, for they have been found. And on whom is all the desire of Israel? Is it not on you and all your father's house? <coughs> As the children of God, we need to know that as kings and priests, all of the best in Israel belongs to us and the house of our Heavenly Father. That is the Church of Jesus Christ, which is the house of God. And such a desire is connected to an unusual responsibility of any rank. That is the royal virtue that is linked to the virtue of a priest and a prophet, as Samuel, who anointed Saul, anointed Saul to the kingdom. In essence, a king that is anointed by Samuel is the lawgiver and responsible party that is called to stand guard of fulfilling the implemented and established by him given law. As we as kings, priests, and prophets of God are called to be the delegated lawgivers and followers of the established for us by God given law within the boundaries of our spirit, soul, and our body. Be anxious about or being anxious about the donkeys is to be anxious about what to eat, what to drink, and what to be clothed into, being, being anxious about your body. According to the given law of God that we present for ourselves, this is God's prerogative, this is God's role. As it is written, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all things shall be added to you, Matthew 6.33. And I replace, of course, where it says not and, but in his righteousness. This is a mistake of the translators because it's not possible to seek the kingdom of heaven and righteousness separately because uh, the kingdom of heaven is, is right, uh, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So you can sing, seek his kingdom in his righteousness and not separate from, from that. Our prerogative consists in fulfilling the will of God that consists in seeking the kingdom of God in the righteousness of God. The foundation of the righteousness of God is the commandment that consists of honoring God with tithes and offerings, which is the holiness of God and is accursed. The foundation of all commandments is this surprising commandment of honoring God with your tithes and your offerings. All that is a curse, that is, that is what is given to the Lord. What is accursed from what He has. Because what we have in our possessions, we have something accursed, something that is holy, that belongs to God. That is why it's accursed. That it, when you take of it or use it, this part, you then fall under a curse. And so, nevertheless, no devouted offering that a man may devout to the Lord of all that he has, both man and beast, or the field of his possession, shall be sold or redeemed. Every devouted offering is most holy to the Lord, and all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. Leviticus 27, 28, 30. Giving to God what is within our possession but is accursed, we honor God, we follow His commandment, we acknowledge His authority over ourselves, we worship Him, and we demonstrate our love before Him. And in this way, we seek the kingdom of heaven in His righteousness, which is His given law. His law, His commandments, this is the righteousness of God. 
And when we seek to fulfill this given law, then we are seeking the kingdom of heaven in his righteousness. And so finding the donkeys after three days, that is our earthly needs for our soul and body, symbolize their loss in the death of the Lord Jesus Christ and their find, finding them again in his resurrection. In this way, in order to place ourselves into God and God into us, we as kings and priests and prophets to God are called to gather the uh, treasures uh, that are in heaven. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth whether where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where, ne- where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Matthew 6, 19-21. Our treasure that is converted by us into the heavenly bank by giving God our tithe and our offering have the ability to not just increase in heaven, but also uh, control our situation on earth. And if we want to meet the Lord in heaven, then we need to know that our heart will go to heaven or follow to heaven that with our treasure, the tithe and offering that we bring, will be put into heaven. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be, Matthew 6.21. If in our, uh, from our possessions our tithe is not separated, then they shall continue to remain in worldly banks, and our hearts will then follow worldly treasure that is prepared to be burned. I understand that, for the most part, people that came out from what was the Soviet Union, they don't trust banks. And so they gather their money in different banks, as glass and other, they bury it or whatever they do. I knew from our own service, one individual, an unclean person, who physically, did he literally did not uh, trust banks, and he kept them in, in glass jars and buried them upon his property. This means that money takes control of this person. He doesn't even ba- trust the banks themselves. He, in other words, he, a, a tre- treasure that is given into a heavenly bank, which on earth is the embassy of which is here, the church of Jesus Christ. It gives us the ability then to abide with our spirit in heaven when we give our tithes. And so service of giving our tithes and offerings to him are not only acknowledging over ourselves his authority and our demonstration of love to him, but also our worship to God where we honor and we hallow God. Christians that keep or withhold their tithes or distribute them according to their opinion or thoughts, they they give them to dead religious institutes. They can't be God's holiness and they can't be, uh, and they're according to uh, scripture, they are haters of Christ, antichrists. Withholding your tithe is not honoring and is disobedience and dependence on money. The opposite is 
And it is also worshipping of mammon. And so whatever beautiful phrase they may use to justify their disobedience and whatever religious forms they may uh, put it into by withholding their tithes for their own benefit, they are, according to Scripture, idol worshippers. And their future is not the kingdom of heaven, but eternal suffering in the lake of fire, where they will follow after mammon, who they worship and who they clothed into their own personal faith teaching, calling it a Christian teaching. I repeat, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Matthew 6, 21. These are the literal words of Christ that he spoke. Speaking of the truth of God, the written word of God, I present God's interests and I burn with a zeal for God. It is very unfortunate and sorrowful to me that when a certain category of saints that call themselves leaders of the nations of God, proclaim God's command of tithes as something, as a heresy and as an error. I also burn with a great wrath when uh, the love for money is being clothed into something else. From the name of all those who honor God, all those who hate the teaching of tithes and offerings, I will Read the words of Joshua. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua 24:15. We will not rem- uh, forget that the commandment of honoring God with tithes is not an element of the Old Testament as it was also fulfilled by Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob before the law of Moses. And all those this command of tithes found its place in the law of Moses. Uh, fulfilling it in the law of grace makes us a part of then of immortality or the fulfillment of God's command of tithes makes us a partaker of this immortality. Hebrews 7, 8 Here mortal men receive tithes. Paul shows an analogy. He compares the service of the Old Testament and the service of the New Testament. And here, mortal men in the Old Testament, uh, mortal men receive tithes. But there, he receives them of whom it is witnessed that he lives. I want Christians to finally understand that. What great privilege is given to them to be a part of immortality by honoring God gladly, cheerfully, honoring Him with tithes, giving Him what is within our possession, but is His holiness what is accursed. And, of course, the condition, the demand to give your tithe to God speaks of the fact that if a person does not consider himself the holiness of the Lord, God's belonging, then he does not have the right to use, he doesn't use, have the right to use their body however he wills or his mouth how he wills because his members of, of his body are given for righteousness. He is God's belonging. He's been purchased from sin and death. And you need to remember that and think about that and meditate about that. And before you think of something, say something, do something, you need to always consider what it is and what responsibility you carry and what mission you have upon you to demonstrate within your thoughts and your words and your actions and your clothing 
Christ himself on earth. And right now, we will present Christ on earth. This is him that has immortality and he is it is he who receives this tithe in every church that is according to the conditions of the good wife who is that narrow gate let us stand up and this is our hour this is our moment to chop the root of all or of all evil or love for money to drive the devil out from within our home, to demonstrate our love before God, to acknowledge his unquestionable authority over ourselves and worshiping him in the beauty of holiness. Let us sing. I will gladly remind us that every time when Israel honored God with their tithes and their offerings in the tabernacle of Moses or in the temple of Solomon, they were required as a command that God gave to Moses to stretch out their hands over their tithes and proclaim a great proclamation, which they continued to do and were faithful to for thousands of years, where that same Israel we are nourished by those same, by the same olive tree. We are connected to the same roots. We will do the same thing. Please stretch out your hands over your tithes and pray together with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated my tithe from my house and have brought it into your temple 
so that you may have sustenance within your house. I do not give in impurity, I do not give in sorrow, and I do not give for the dead. I rejoice that I have the opportunity to demonstrate your interests, to demonstrate my love, to acknowledge over myself your authority. And now, right now, before heaven and hell, I want to proclaim that according to your words, I have separated my tithe from my house, not in my sorrow and not for the dead. I rejoice in this privilege and now your blessing come down upon your redeemed. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. May the Lord bless you. You may be seated.